Hi, lovely. How are you? I hope you are having a fabulous day. So welcome to You, the podcast with me, your host, Hetty Gifford. Thank you for taking the time to give this a listen. Time is the most precious thing that we have. So it means the world that you're going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes with me. And I truly hope that you get something valuable from these chats. So episode three, do you feel like doing it today? It's quite ironic that I chose this title last week. And to be honest, I've procrastinated on this episode until the very last minute because I've been busy, distracted, uninspired. And I can assure you, when I sat down at half nine last night to write this, I didn't at all feel like doing this. And I just thought, that is so funny. But this is not an uncommon situation for me. I just know how to handle it. I feel like a lot of us find things super easy when we are clear, we're excited, and we're full of vision for a task. The first few times we're fueled by the fresh new energy. And then when that fades and it's time to do the thing you said you were going to do when you don't feel like it, interesting. You know, that's the moment you have a decision to make. But maybe you don't know that it's your choice because you listen to your inner voice too much. It's a decision between, do you want to choose the instant gratification of some immediate comfort that won't create the future outcome you desire? Or do you want to be disciplined and choose the long-term goal and dream that you're after? Do you want to be a person of your word and feel good about yourself? Or... Do you want to create a habit of inconsistency and just chip away at your self-esteem? Do you want to face a fear? Even though it's scary, you're going to grow, become who you want to be. Or do you want to miss the chance and stay where you are? The problem is the little insignificant daily decisions don't seem like they're our choices because we're fueled by emotions and they don't seem like long-term they're really going to make that much of a difference. Like it's just one day. It's just one task. But unfortunately, these little things, they all add up over time. And most of the time, success is inconvenient. And we have to learn to take action or do a task based on what we want most, not on how we feel. Because as humans, we rarely feel like it. If you think you should feel like it and you don't, you know, are you basing your decision just on emotions? Because that's when you come face to face with that voice that is so good at convincing you that you don't really want to do it. Like you can talk yourself out of almost anything and you could talk yourself into it. But if you just leave your brain to do what it wants, it's most likely going to talk you out of it. So it will whisper things like, what's the point? You're probably not going to be successful anyway. I just give up now. Nobody's actually going to notice if you don't do it. Like just skip it. Be late. It's okay to be late. Oh, let's just quit. Let's just quit it. Let's just quit now. (laughs) I don't know if your voice is like that, but that's my voice. Um, It will say things like, you know what? You don't actually like doing this anyway. Like you don't. You could be relaxing right now. Like that would be much more fun. Like don't make yourself stressed. It's not worth making yourself stressed over. (laughs) Or one of my favorites that my brain does is, you know what, you are too hungry and you're too tired to do a good job right now. Like just wait until tomorrow. (laughs) 
all of those things, you know, could sound like a well-meaning, helpful bit of advice. But most of the time, for me anyway, it's not. Like I could go on and on and on. But the good thing is, is it's not good. Like the bad thing is your brain is so good. Like it is so good. It just knows exactly what to say to you. It knows the exact buttons to press to convince you to give up on your dreams, fall short of your commitments and potential, and then either fool you into believing that that's the better choice and that is what you truly want, or better yet, (laughs) like worse, obviously, Once the deadline has passed, spend all day making you feel like a terrible person for not showing up for the thing it talked you out of doing. It's like, you're never going to be successful now. You've screwed it. No one believes in you. Like it literally. And you're like, oh my word, would you shut up? (laughs) Again, me talking to my brain here. Um, So we've got to watch it. We've got to listen to actually what is going on in our mind and step in and take over on the decision making and choose the thing we most want regardless of how we feel. Here's the thing. I've read many a great book about the mind, ego, and that voice that I'm talking about to know its tricks all too well. Because before I read these books, I just thought that was me. I thought that voice in my head was me. So I was like, but if I feel like that, and that's who I am, I've got to be authentically true to myself and I've got to do what I think. (laughs) And then I realized half of what I think isn't actually even like relevant. It's just my brain. Anyway, you've got to read some of the books if this is new to you, or if you want a refresh, because you're like, yeah, I've let that voice take over again. Like you need to get it back under control. Like my all time favorite. And I think one of the first that I read on the mind that I was like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) was The Chimp Paradox by Dr. Steve Peters. So if you are new to this, um, or you need a refresh, like start there. Or, and then the next one that I've read that I was like, wow, was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Doe Dispenza. Um, both just absolutely mind-blowing that to understand the power of the mind. But because I've studied this, I do know the signs. It still takes practice though. Like it's not a natural autopilot. I have to watch myself, but it's just worth it for making the decisions that I do truly want to make me feel the best and like become the, my, my best me. I now understand that if I am feeling stressed or overwhelmed or tired, like when I have actually slept and I'm hungry, but I have actually eaten, me, my brain telling me you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're tired, you're hungry, like isn't true. It's actually used usually like I'm resisting doing something I know I need to do. And my brain's like trying to talk me out of it. And then if I just do that thing, like poof, I'm suddenly not stressed, not overwhelmed, not tired or hungry. I feel great. You know, I feel like all those bad emotions are dispelled and I'm filled with all the good emotions. And it's because I did the task. And if I avoid doing the task and I do all the other things my brain's telling me to do, because that's still not done, it's still there in the background. Like, you know, I haven't like done the thing I really need to do. So it's consuming me still. So Here's a few mindset shifts to kind of go through to sort of see if any of them like resonate with you. And they're kind of like a but, you know, you want the dream, but. So let's just look at the buts. So number one, 
I want the dream, but this thing is consuming me. So I hear this a lot. And the crazy thing is, is if you ever feel like there is something that is consuming your days and you don't want it to consume your days and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, but you really need to look at how much time it is actually consuming in thoughts versus action. Because nine times out of 10, you're potentially wasting a lot of time thinking about the thing instead of just getting the job done and then enjoying the rest of your day. Like the time you waste thinking, worrying, procrastinating on something before you actually do it, you never get back. So stop spending so much time thinking and just do, you know, that's, that's it. it, Like I said, you know, all these things take practice and it's consciously watching yourself going, oh my God, you're doing it again. Like stop thinking, stop telling yourself it's consuming you. It's not. That actual job would take five minutes. If you actually just did it, let's do the job and then let's crack on or then let's have fun, you know? Um, And I remember once I sat down to do some work with my friend Mel And it's so funny watching how different people operate because I thought about something I needed to do and I put it on my list and I thought about another thing and I popped that on my list, you know, so I'm compiling a list of things I I need to do. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'll draft that email. And then I read the email out loud about 10 times to make it perfect. And I could see her looking at me like, what is she doing? Um, And then I decided, oh, I'm exhausted. I need to take a break and have a biscuit. Um, And she was like, done. And I was like, done what's she talking about like I've only just started compiling a list and got a draft and in that same time she'd executed on all her tasks and she was like she's all sorted she can go do what she wants to do and I was like how how you know and and she just looked at me and went think do done I mean, I laughed because I mean it's not that simple but then I thought well she's just done that you know that looks like a much more productive and enjoyable way of working. And I'm not a natural at that because I overthink and I want it to be perfect. And so I procrastinate and I love organizing and writing lists. And actually it's executing, you know, all those things, perfectionism and organization, they don't always actually create the results you want. And sometimes just taking the action, <laughs> ah, just take the action. Um, And the more, you know, I do, I did that and I was like, right, let's just try that thing, do done. I'd feel the benefits of not overthinking and not being consumed and just get it done. So that decided I'll share that one. Number two, I want the dream, but I thought my dream would be more fun. And there are many layers to this. I'm sure many people have different opinions, but I think how you define fun is important because I hear people say all the time, you know, find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life, which at times in my entrepreneurial journey, when it wasn't fun, would make me question, have I chosen the wrong path? Like I, if people are out there loving every day, why am I over here slaving away? And I'm so glad I didn't let that thought consume me. And because half of what you see probably isn't actually even true either. You're watching everyone's highlight reels and then you're watching your behind the scenes actual graft. (laughs) You don't always see everyone else's graft. But what I firmly believe based on my experience so far is it's actually about falling in love with the work. 
is falling in love with the day-to-day tasks, the graft, like the experiences you learn from like pushing yourself and doing something new. It's actually not expecting it to always be fun. As when you are working on leveling up and you are trying something new or you're failing or you're getting rejected, like that is never going to be fun, but it is vital. You can't look good and get better at the same time. And that's the thing to understand. You know, I'm sure an Olympic marathon runner in training is at times tired, exhausted and running on empty, but they push through and they love the craft. They love overcoming the hurdles and figuring out how to get that next PB. It's fun on the podium for five minutes with a gold around your neck, but that five minutes of fun took years of enjoying the process and finding fun in the everyday and finding fun in working to create that. So for me, accepting that some parts of work aren't fun, but to find the fun in them as they are necessary was just such a good shift. And I do actually love, I do actually love working. I do actually love doing so many of the things that I do do. Um, So yeah, I also loved the book, Big Magic, that talked about how when you take a passion, like art, music, dance, and you try to make that your sole source of earnings, it puts so much pressure on the creativity and the fun of something. It's not a hobby. It's not fun anymore. It's a pressure and it's job because you've got to produce. And she explored in the book, like how it's almost like you aren't considered a real artist unless that's how you earn all your money. But yet maybe the art doesn't need to be the thing that pays all your bills. Maybe you can do something for the money that isn't your passion. And then you allow your passion to be this source of fun and joy and creativity and carefreeness. And you are still an artist. It doesn't actually matter where you earn your money from. You're still an artist. And so, so many times I put so much pressure on my dancing career and I felt such a failure when I wasn't employed and earning as a dancer. Like, can I call myself a dancer right now? Like I'm just sat in a call center, like selling theater tickets. And I wish somebody had told me earlier that I'd read that book earlier, that if I got a side hustle to pay the bills, I could just enjoy my passion of dancing and still be a successful, noble career as a dancer Like it didn't need to be the sole source of my earnings. There's a lot of creative work aren't always as well paid. So side hustles are defo where it's at. And the last thing on fun, the things you like doing best, the things you like doing best are things you are really good at. Like you don't choose a hobby in something that you don't enjoy doing. And if you've chosen it as a hobby, it's probably the thing you're most good at and you like doing it and you feel good doing it. So like, yeah, I want to do more of that because you're good at it. So when you first start out and you suck at something, so whether it's a new job, a new business, like something you're doing and people keep saying it's fun, like it's confusing. I know when I very, very first started my online business, I would hear successful people in that industry talk about how much fun they were having. And they just seemed to effortlessly create success. 
And I would take notes on what they said and go out to do the same and feel anxious that I wasn't doing it right, like worried about what everyone was thinking of me, like not actually brave enough to ask questions or offer suggestions or ideas, and then just go home frustrated and deflated and just be like, this is just no fun. And I thought, like, I don't get it. Like, how can they enjoy this? Like, how can they enjoy this? Like, this is actually not fun. But then I read a book about the stages of learning and I was like, oh, like that makes sense. Um, You've probably heard it before, Um, but the four stages you go through of doing something new is one, you go through unconscious incompetence. I'm even laughing, thinking of me in these states at times. Like, you don't know how bad you are. Like, because you have no evidence to base on what it actually takes to do something, you're just having a great time thinking, oh, you know, like, I'm on it. I know what I'm doing. This is great. But like, you're terrible. But you'd have no idea that you're terrible because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And then, you know, that initial fun that you're having, you then sort of go into phase two, which is conscious incompetence. When you suddenly realize how bad you are and that you haven't got a clue what you're doing. And that is such a deflating moment that you're like, I just suck at this. Like, it's going to take so much for me to actually be good at this. Like, whoa. But that's when it's kind of like, the time to dig in and go, it's okay. Like everyone who's ever been successful in what you're doing has hit that point before where they suddenly realize the hill that they've got to climb. But it's deciding what I want is at the top of that hill. And you know what? It might be work and I might not know what I'm doing right now, but I'm climbing that hill. Like I'm getting to the top. And then the more you do it and you practice and you work at it, you then enter stage three, which is conscious competence. So you're doing it. It's working. You're getting there. You're getting better. But it's taking every last ounce of effort that you have to get it right. Like you don't just do it naturally. Like you have to focus every day. And so you're doing it, but you're like, oh my God, it's still so much work and exhausting. And then finally, you you reach phase four, which is unconscious competence. You've done it so many times that you don't even think about it. You're literally like, here we are, do this, say that, off we go, we're on it. I mean, I actually just had a flashback to me learning to drive. (laughs) And oh my gosh, I was so scared. And I literally cried several times um, just learning because it just took so much work. And then, you know, it was scary. And then before you know it, you get home and you don't even remember, like you don't remember any part of the journey. (laughs) So that's the kind of an analogy, an example of like that in action. Um, And when I, when I read that, I just went, oh, I get it. Like I'm currently consciously incompetent in what I'm doing. And the people I'm admiring are unconsciously competent. And that made sense to me. And I just thought, let me keep going. Let me get better every day and then get to the point where I am just doing it. And then I definitely found it a lot more fun. Like, I don't think anything is fully always fun, but there's all like, there's a lot more fun than not. But definitely once you get to that point, like it just, you enjoy doing things that you're good at and that you don't need to think so much about it. And I also do enjoy 
doing new things and pushing myself as well because I think it's good to love both and then three I want the dream but I don't want to feel pressure or pain again you choose how you want to see it but I feel like pressure and pain are things people want to avoid and frame as a bad thing like it shouldn't be this hard but I just think if success was easy everyone would have it And painful things can create beautiful outcomes. I know it's a classic, but diamonds are formed under immense pressure. If you didn't have the pressure, you wouldn't have the diamond. Like children are born through hours of labor. Like I'm sure those moments are painful, but then you get to hold this beautiful being in your arms. A deadline is stressful when you're pushing for it, but it means you have to get the job done. And so you do, you run around and you do 80% of the tasks in the last 20% of time available and it's done. You know, there are so many things where it's actually a good thing. And if you didn't have the pain or the pressure, like where we, where would you be? So I think it's looking at a situation and deciding, could this pressure and pain be used for good? Is it the test I need to overcome, to achieve the results I want that are on the other side? Like, who will I be if I'm able to grow through this? And I'm just putting it out there. Many times when I have faced pain and pressure, it's forced me to face my fears, dive into uncomfortable action, stay consistent, and then get the dream. I've had other times when I have been comfortable and carefree. And whilst that was fun for a while, you can get really stuck and struggle because you have nothing to push against. So whilst you think that's the dream... The real dream is the daily self-discipline and being in the now on the journey to the dream. Like it really, really is like having lived through many areas of all of that. Like that for me is what at, at the moment I firmly believe like that is the real dream. So when I was in the past under financial pressure, it empowered me to create success with my business. Had I not needed anything more, I probably wouldn't have bothered and I would have missed out on so much. When I was under pressure of a deadline to hit a goal, it empowered me to speed up the work and take bigger risks and hit the goal. Had I not had a deadline, I might still be coasting now as there's always next month. You know, I'm grateful for the good amount of healthy pain and pressure. So maybe try it, lean into the thing that you think will break you as I bet it will make you like give it a go. And I love the quote by John C. Maxwell that says people change when they hurt enough that they have to learn enough that they want to and receive enough that they are able to. So use that pressure or pain and like use it to drive you and be grateful for it to go, do you know what? Like I'm I'm grateful because if you hurt enough that you have to, like you will, and then it's good. So bringing this towards the end, like it's good to examine your thoughts and just check in what you are thinking. And is that really true? And then making an educated decision on what you most want, not not based on how you feel and your current emotional state. You know, as a little girl, I loved dancing. I loved the costumes and the music and the friends and the carefree feeling of dancing. Do you think that I was at the bottom of the stairs in my tutu with my bag packed every time it was class time for my mum? No, 
<laughs> I was usually up in my room faffing about procrastinating and my mum screaming at me from the bottom of the stairs to get downstairs because she paid for the term. So I was going and she would say, you'll love it when you get there. And I always did. And to this day as an adult, I try to talk myself out of even fun things like parties, weekends away, basically everything, like just as much as I do the workouts or the, the the business work or the fitness related things. Like my brain is constantly trying to talk myself out of everything. It just wants to me to stay in my house, in my dressing room, not do any work, not go and have any fun. Like it just wants to stay comfortable. Um, and it will say things like if it's an amazing party of like, oh, you've got nothing to wear. Like what if you burn yourself out and then you're not good for something else? Like you don't know all the girls that are going to be there and you're not feeling your best. So what if you say something awkward and then nobody likes you? Like maybe you're going to regret it. Um, you know what? you've got that other room to clean and maybe it's better to have a good night's sleep ready for the week ahead (laughs) oh my gosh it's ridiculous so I then have to remind myself you'll love it when you get there like you'll love it when you get there and I do and it's all about overriding your thoughts and doing it anyway choosing the pain of discipline over the pain of regret regret on all the missed opportunities because you've let your brain stop you The crazy thing I think about the world is a lot of what you feel like doing for me, like eating the cake or skipping the the task or staying in bed, it actually makes you feel worse. So the predicted good feeling you think you get, get it from it is so short lived and then you feel bad again. It doesn't actually do what it tries to tell you it's going to do. And the things you don't think you feel like doing that you don't want to do you know oh, the salad I don't want the salad oh my god I don't want to face my fear like oh that's overwhelming and stressful and pain and pressure or getting up and nailing an early morning workout oh my god I just can't I just oh I just don't feel like it I just jump as myself those things actually make you feel amazing like what is with that what is with that because when you eat well and you're fueled better like you just have so much more energy when you face your fear and you grow like you feel unstoppable after like when you work out actually if you're tired and you sit down for me on the sofa if I do I feel more tired and I think in my head I'm too tired to work out but if I work out it actually energizes me it's I just think it's crazy so it's actually just knowing that like and just just encourage yourself to try it like go against what you naturally think will make you feel good do the thing that you think oh no I don't want to do that but if you do the thing and then you log the good feelings like check in with yourself after did that make me feel good actually I'm feeling so good because the more evidence you have of like feeling good after doing the thing you didn't feel like doing the more you can like talk yourself into doing it more because you've got like an absolute stack of evidence that like that actually will make me feel good. Stop chatting rubbish to yourself. Let's just do it. So just do it. And, you know, say to yourself, like, this is actually going to be good. Like you're going to grow because of this. You're an epic winner. So many people have been quit by now, but not you. You're in the top 1%. Like you are going the extra mile. You've got this. Let's do this. Like just for today, let's just do it for today and see how we feel after because you know, you're going to love it when you get there. And I'm saying all of that because that was the kind of chat I had with myself this morning at half past five when my alarm went off that now the novelty of doing the outdoor boot camps has definitely worn off and I've had a holiday. So I've got back used to not doing it after the holiday. And then the novelty's not there. I was like, 
oh no and I was like Hetty stop that you can do this come on let's get up you know you you love it when you get there you know you feel good so good after like you can do that that's the person that you want to be and I went and I loved it so as I leave you this Wednesday I just want to remind you to enjoy the process of working on you every so often you are the one winning the day occasionally you are lost in the dark It's a lengthy road, but it's the discoveries and memories you make along the way and the person you become in the process that will ultimately mean the most to you. If you found this podcast of value, it would mean the world for me for you to share out this podcast with your friends. I'd love to know what you like best about it. So pop me a message or leave a review. You can find me on my personal Instagram at Hetty Gifford and the you podcast at you.podcast. See you next week where we will be talking all about Who are you listening to? Bye.